but Gina gambled. I did not. Okay. So so she's sitting down playing, and I'm sitting next to her. I haven't had anything to drink yet. And then this waiter comes with a little circle tray, like a butler, you know. And he's just like, may I may I offer anybody a drink? Can I get anybody a drink? And I was like, yeah, drinks at the casino. Yeah, do you have a Coors Light? And um, he said, great. Would you like anything, ma'am? She's like, no, I'm good. And he's like, okay. He walks away, and then Gina says, you know that that's not free. And I went, what? I thought, I thought, I thought when you gamble, it's free. And she goes, this isn't Vegas, sweetie. <laughs> this isn't Vegas. Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. So we are born in the 80s, but we're 90s kids, right? And we all love that first Star Wars movie. We reviewed it this year with Nostalgia Extravaganza. We love that first Star Wars movie. I love most Turtles movies. You don't love number three. You don't love number three. Stop it. Well, that's why I said Uh, most. Yeah, yeah. So is this is this is is Turtles Mutant Mayhem better than the OG Turtles movie, or is it better or on the same page with Secret of the Oaks? Where are we at, Eric? How the hell are you doing? I decided to uh, talk about this. This is a different type of Ninja Turtles. I would go ahead and say that it's just because the one that we grew up with was one live action and a bit i want to say like a little more adult uh, maybe just for older maybe like an older teen you know uh, because the turtle comics if i remember are pretty dark that's the myth right like the first ones were black and white and they kill shredder in the first issue and, yeah yeah, yeah. It, both in like theme and, and in color but at the same part uh this as the turtles have aged i guess or at least the the franchise has aged they've explored a lot more so they've they've gone kind of uh to the more uh, battle side they've they've done crossovers and right. they've tried to revamp it a few different times what was that one with megan fox we reviewed the second one yeah i think we did and the first one of that just... oh goodness i'm trying to pull it up here it was Ninja Turtles, and the sequel was Out of the Shadow, and that's what Krang had his motion picture debut. That's, that's right. Uh, because, it was it TMNT? Oh, and then they did another one called TMNT. Right, so it was it was the original Turtles, and it was Turtles, Secret of the Ooze, then Turtles 3. TMNT is actually canon in that original trilogy. So that's actually the fourth movie. Oh, really? Yeah, and I didn't. I did. I'm, I'm not blowing smoke up your butt. Like that's interesting because I was reading up about turtle stuff last night, and they said that that Nickelodeon cartoon movie TMNT mm-hmm. is canon with that original. Yeah, so that's like a quadrilogy, if you will. I guess uh, that makes sense because they didn't have Casey Jones in that one, and and April O'Neil with Sarah right. Geller in that one, but. I that one was okay. I, I didn't I didn't mind it. It's kind of on the bottom part of it, but this is a different type of Ninja Turtles because the other part of it too. They you also have the revamping of the of the TV shows, right? Yeah, which Riley liked the like the TV shows. Like they have like the the blocky kind of looking turtles on Nickelodeon, and they have yeah. like a more like teenage drawn. I'll be the guy if you're not going to be the guy. This is this is Ninja Turtle Spider-Man. I mean, that's what the animation is. That's what they're going for. Hey, um, Spider-Man uh, Across the Universe, whatever, the first one that came out. Yeah, you're right. Was, 
It, I mean, that's exactly what that's exactly what this is. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're ripping it off. I, it, I mean, I, I don't want to go as jerk as that, but it, that's what it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What was the production company on that? Because Sony did Spider-Man, right? And this one was Paramount Pictures. Distribution yeah, production companies was Nickelodeon for this one. Point Grey. Oh, PG. This is PG. Interesting. Um, big names with this one, too, right? This oh, is probably... A lot of big names. Oh, hey, they, probably... I'm sorry to cut you off. They also did uh, Point Grey Pictures. They also did Cobweb. Oh, well. Ooh. Okay. We're, we're on a, a Point Grey streak right now, huh? Yes, we are. One more, and they get the golden headphones. Um, oh, there's so, a lot of movies that we've reviewed, actually. Have they really? Yep. Give me like give me a... oh. disaster artist. Oh, we reviewed those. Yeah. Uh, did we do Good Boys? Uh, that's with the kids that are trying to get the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah we the, did the that. The kid, the young kids that swear. Yeah, drinking a beer and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And they break up at the end. Classic. Um, so this is the, the this is the most diverse the turtles have been across the board. I mean, this is this is every walk of life. This is interesting, and I'm actually digging it because they're doing it with Spider Man a little bit too. Like they're in New York. New York is such a melting pot, right? They say that America is a melting pot, but I would say New York is like every walk of life is in New York. And that's what they're showing in this one, right? We get a different race for April O'Neil. Uh, the turtles are voiced with different races, obviously, right? I mean, like, Baxter it's... it's too. Who? Oh, Baxter. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's a great thing because it's showing New York. I've been to Manhattan. I've been to, uh, to Brooklyn, and it's diverse. So it's kind of cool to kind of see this. Um, I Right off the bat, the gripes that I have with this movie... Um, the opening of the doctor with the whole creative mutants thing, that's, that's not a problem for me. Okay. What's a problem. What's a problem for me is that we get another, here we go again, Turtles origin. And when are they going to stop that? They need to like Tom Holland, Spider-Man, this where they already have been the turtles and we don't need to go into this backstory, like maybe Batman 89 kind of style. Sure. Sure. I, I agree with you halfway on on that i understand what your what your gripe is but i think it's might be um, a bit more uh, different for this type of movie because it does matter the other ones that i'm familiar with and that you are familiar with seem to be more origin around splinter and his right. and his connection with shredder and in kind of that relation and and how shredder a lot more shredder centric Whereas this one is about uh, TCRI, seems to be more of the villain in, in this, right? The Phantom Company. Which I, that, which I thought it was TGRI, but they... Which one's accurate? TGRI or is this one comic accurate? Well, that's what, again, why I think that it's more um, acceptable that they do a little bit minor of an origin story on this one just because they're switching it up a bit, right? This isn't ooze that was uh, shipped from uh, across seas. This was Baxter developing a mutant serum, right, to um, create his own creations, to create his family and the company attacking him and then 
having right. that ooze, which did they they call it ooze, but didn't they call it something else? Turtles, I thought, called it ooze, but then like Superfly and all the other mutants called it something else, and they were like, "No, don't call it that. It's no, ooze." It's called ooze. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So I, I think that they were trying to just gloss over the origin story just to do the minor changes that we know of that story. Well, my seven-year-old was pissed, and this is a true story, so I've showed her the turtle stuff, right? Okay. And I showed her the original cartoon, and the original cartoon is such a... I don't know if the original cartoon is a bastardization of the of the comic or not, right? I'm not going to pretend that I know Turtles comics. It but is. That, it's, it's a kid-dumbed version. Okay, because in the comics, Splinter was a... I'm sorry, in the, in the original cartoon, Splinter was a man that was fighting against what is was going to be Shredder, and he got turned into a rat. Okay. Okay? So we're watching the origin story, my seven-year-old, Riley and I are, and she goes, that's not right. Splinter was a man, Dad. And I was like, not in this movie, sweetie. And here's the thing. I kind of like that Splinter wasn't a man. I actually like this idea of Splinter was just a rat. Now, I know that was like that in the original movie that we see, but we can just see Splinter in his rat life, do his rat things. Uh, I actually kind of liked that, right, to see who Splinter is. I like the 70s fro. Love it all. That's where I think the, the origin was more about Splinter and less about the, the turtles. Uh, we got to see, obviously, the, the, the slime or the ooze do that, but that part that maybe was the eye roll was when Splinter was, okay, well, let me take you back to the, tell you about the story and showing him how he was a street rat and um, how he hates humans or how he grew to not like humans because he sees them as a threat. And obviously so. It's a New York rat. Nobody likes a New York rat. Uh, but that part was very funny. I found Jackie Chan in this role to be quite charming. Splinter was that uh, the voice? Yeah, that there, was the voice. There are again. This is a star-studded cast here, man. Every name on here. I think everyone except for the the four turtles is is somebody. Yeah, well, I mean, obvious Superfly is Ice Cube. I mean, you you got that voice oh, everywhere. Yeah, you, you can hear that. Yeah, and then uh, of course. Um, Oh, shoot. Uh, the pig uh, was Seth Rogen, of course. Yeah. Twice he's played a warthog. That's that's Bebop. Do you know who Rocksteady is? No. Uh, isn't that John Cena? Perfect. Nice. You couldn't even see him. Can't see him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was fine. Um, the I thought the animation would bother me. The animation did not bother me. I actually found the animation got char uh, quite charming. I, I dug the animation. I thought it was perfect for this world that they were setting up. Also, the turtles are, are thieves. So they're running out of food or something in the beginning. So Splinter sends them out to go get food, and they're just straight up stealing stuff. Oh, yeah. They're just grocery shopping. Right. Uh, and they're young. I mean, some of these voices are diverse. What I mean by that is Donatello sounds like a kid, kid. We're oh, like, yeah. like, we're like, like Mikey sounds like a teenager. Leonardo sounds a little bit of a kid, but like, but Mike and, and Roth, Raph sound like, like teenagers. Like the older, others sound like, yeah. Yeah. They sound like kids. Um, Raph was always my favorite. Well, yeah. What was your favorite? Was I, Raph? Uh, I mean, I've always picked Raph. He's he's cool but rude. But and so to the, be honest, because I always because 
I always thought that Raph was the leader at first because of that song at the end of Turtles, which we talked about, where uh, T-U-R-T-L-E power, where the, the lyric is Raphael, he's the leader of the group. Uh, but everywhere else puts Leo in the, as the lead. Role. All right. Well, let's get kind of, here we go. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Um, so we have this guy, Baxter, who is a scientist rogue guy who's working for TGRG. <laughs> TCRI. By the way, do you know who voices Baxter? I don't know any of the voices. <laughs> it's, um, oh, I can't. I, I'm es, Esposito, uh, the guy who plays Gus in Breaking Bad. Oh, really? Yeah, or uh, Moth Gideon in uh, yeah. Mandalorian. Okay. Oh, goodness, I can't. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito? The, yeah, go. I tried it, uh, and I probably messed it up. I apologize. He, he's, he's a fan of the show, of course. But uh, he's this rogue scientist, and he's lonely. Like, his, his thing is that he takes animals, creatures, insects, right? And he creates this mutant mutagen and uh, he just wants to have a family he doesn't want it because he made because he said a line that the company wants to turn these things into weapons he doesn't want that he wants a family that's right and then and then the company comes messes up his day and the superfly becomes superfly and it's like starts scratching people or something and ooze falls down the drain turtles we get that establishment now we're 15 years later and the turtles are teenagers. Controversial. Um, these are probably the best turtles we've ever gotten. I I, I really like these turtles a lot. The, the way that they yeah. just kind of banter off each other, the way they are indecisive but with each other. I, I they, I'm, I'm they with They sound it. like brothers. They I mean they they act and sound like brothers. This is the best turtles. I mean, for just these four, these are perfect. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did a really good job. They did a really good turtles. job. They also did a really it. good job with how they're growing up too, because in the other iterations, I guess of the of the turtles, we see them almost unaffected by the culture above them. Whereas these turtles, beside aside from them having cell phones, they're they're tuned in. To, to the world that's going on to New York City. You know, they want to be where the people are. They want to see them dancing. They want to go up there and walk with them, you know? Up where they run. Um, up where that, they play all day. All right, I'm done our, with the joke. I get it. Our show is over with. I mean, there, there, there there's no way we can come back from that one. <laughs> but you, you understand what I'm saying, right? They are, no, I, I they see this that, world yeah. that they're not a part of, and they want it to be a part of that. And they make constant uh, jokes they about pop culture. Yeah, about uh, about uh, the musicians, actors. They they are in our world. They're in our world currently, right now. This is not Turtles 1990. This is Turtles 2023. It feels like it, and I'm I'm kind of digging it. Um, so then. It's been 15 years, and there's this—I'm going to say supervillain—but the media in the in the movie it doesn't think it's an actual mutant, but they're calling this this thing Superfly, where it's stealing uh, shipments from the company TGTC whatever. 
I'm gonna say TGRI because that's what it is. TGIF. Why not? No. Yeah. They don't. They're not good. It's uh, uh, Techno Cosmic Research Institute. TCRI. I like TGRI, but okay. So, um, we get into April O'Neil. So I had to step away for a minute. I was watching this with my daughter, and I had to step away. And where I stepped away from for a minute was um, when they met April O'Neil. She is she doesn't. This is a different April. She doesn't want to be in front of the camera. She wants to be a journalist. She just wants to write. She wants to be kind of in front of the camera, but she's nervous to be in front of the camera. She, yeah, she throws. She throws up. <laughs> and yeah, this is a very different. April O'Neil than what we're used to. We're used to seeing uh, the sex symbol, kind of uh, my first crush ever, maybe as a boy, is a uh, cartoon April O'Neil in a you know yellow jumpsuit. But yeah, this April is well for one a teenager. She still has the yellow raincoat, which is cool. yeah, yeah, a great that's kind good of th to throw that in there. It's a very unique identifier, right? You you see that and you go, I know who that is, and. Um, I like, yeah, the, the way that uh, they she's introduced with a ninja star in her helmet. I like the way that they I, that she went back and they joked about that helmet. Like it, it's yeah, I, I I really really like this. I mean, I don't know who any of these voice actors are until you tell me because that's kind of fun for me. But like, I'm enjoying the cast. I'm enjoying the selection of choices that they're making. I also. I kind of folded my arms out of disappointment, but then as it went on, I kind of enjoyed it where like Splinter, I'm like, wait a minute, if, if Splinter wasn't human and, and he didn't practice the art of ninja, then how are these boys knowing ninja? Oh, Splinter takes them up when they're babies and everybody, uh, ridiculous, right? Splinter, this giant rat takes these four turtles up to Times Square and somebody's like, it's a rat, man, kill it. <laughs> which is ridiculous and then he's like i gotta teach these boys the way of ninja and it's like oh that's stupid i fold my arms but as the montage is going with all like the uh with all the chinese stuff or whatever they were doing uh with all the movies and things i was like oh okay this is i'm actually enjoying this like this is funny okay this makes sense in this movie i i'm enjoying this yeah um but then we find out that superfly is not a is not a man Superfly is Ice Cube, and sure. he's literally the fly from the beginning of the movie, and all the mutants have survived, and we get to meet all these characters. I Googled when I watched the movie uh, Rogue's Gallery of, of turtle villains. The majority of these are not. These are made up. Well, uh, some of them are. Like Leatherhead is. is a Leatherhead is, but some of them aren't. Like the like – the, the one fly bug thing that just doesn't talk. Oh, yeah, that amalgamation kind of uh, right. bug thing is not right. I don't uh, think the lizard is either. The lizard was my favorite. Yeah, you know, I, I was trying to think. It's like, I don't think that, that Mondo lizard, I don't remember being one. Or maybe if it was, then it, some of these might be, you know, maybe new gen. But um, wasn't there one turtle that was like like a party, like a bigger partier than Michelangelo? Oh. I don't know. I, I I know there was a girl turtle in the show. Oh boy, maybe uh yeah, getting our dated age here where I just don't know. But, but I like was he a lizard? Was he a gecko? I don't know, but I liked him because like he was great. Towards the middle, because in the middle of the movie they're just like, "Do you know how to drive?" And he's like, ah, "No." 
Um, but yeah, so 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 April is trying to to crack the case of the Superfly thing, and the turtles find him right, and Superfly like opens up his wings to them, right, and is like, hey, this is what we're gonna do. We don't like humans. Uh, we're stealing this stuff so we can create a super weapon, a la uh, Magneto from X Men. That's exi- that's one hundred percent the plot. Yeah. And the plot is the same as X-Men, the original X-Men from 2000, people, for are listening, is that I'm going to create a weapon that goes into the atmosphere to tur- to kill all the humans and to turn all the animals into mutants. That's straight up Magneto's plot, right? Yep. In a way, kind of. Kind of. Kind Not really, but kind of. Um, so kind of. Yeah, it, it's the prejudice that these people are different and if they can either eliminate everybody or make them all different then they all become equal then and ultimately their goal is to either get acceptance or take it i guess yeah it was it was weird like we're gonna <laughs> accept yeah i don't know that's, i'm laughing because i did want it to say yeah that's, that's pretty much the case and Throughout this whole movie, they were hinting at the turtle mobile with the van because we get a fun chase too in the middle of this movie with Superfly uh, chase. And um, I like I like the turtles were like, "Hey, we're gonna go and like just and kill all the humans." And then like they're in the back of the van, and they're like, "We need like a long pointy device that's strong enough so we can press the brakes." And Dantello's like, "Like this or whatever, yeah. like a booster." <laughs> And then they slam the brakes, and then those those mutants just fly through it through the through the front of it. That was fun. Well, especially because they're singing Four Non Blondes What's Up during that whole sequence. Yeah, there's a lot of nineties songs in this. I was enjoying that too. Like didn't they have uh, no diggity when they were in uh, Superflies? They did. They had uh Old Dirty Bastards, Shimmy Shimmy Shaw, Shimmy Shimmy uh, Yay. Ooh, baby, I like it raw. Like it raw. My my daughter said, "I like this song." I was like, "No, you don't." <laughs> no, you like, don't. Me, uh, yeah, Sarah Down was like, "I'm going to teach you about old dirty bastard, aka Big right. Baby Jesus, aka Dirt McGurk, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go through his whole catalog here." Um, how are you feeling right at this moment? Like, how are you feeling? Like, are you feeling? Oh yes, a breath of fresh air, no shredder. Or are you feeling, eh, I I I I need my shredder, my foot clan. No, like, I absolutely noticed that. And I think because of that, I got invested way more into it. I really did. And just as you were um, talking about that part when they first got to meet Superfly, and they're having like this bonding moment where it's like, "Oh, more mutants!" I thought we were the only ones. Oh, you, you know. And they're having like, this, "Oh, we're all cousins," kind of a thing. That was it. Was great. It, it, I I really enjoyed that, and I'm on board with it too, uh, because yeah, that's that's kind of almost like a, an actual thing. Like, hey, we're all we're all mutants. We're all from the same ooze, from the same soup. Why aren't we friends and working together here? I, I that was yes, that was refreshing. I was very happy, and and it seemed like. As more as this movie progressed, the more on board I was. Oh, okay. Because the rest of the movie is kind of predictable, right? I mean, they 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 realize that he's a bad guy and they kind of try to stop him, right? And of course, they're leading up to Shredder, obviously. Oh well, I didn't expect that until we got to see the ex- the uh, post credits. 
there's a post credit scene? I didn't oh, know. Oh, buddy, you did not see the post credits? I did not. I didn't know there was a post credit scene. Okay. Well, there there is a shredder. He's in post credits. Oh, maybe he's voiced by The Rock or something. No, he wasn't even. What he was just a um, uh, what's that? A, a silhouette, kind of uh, standing over the the New York. It was after because the leader of TCRI, uh, Cynthia, the one with the hair, voiced by uh, Maya Rudolph, by the way. Uh, oh. She had said that, okay, well, you know, get plan B at the end of the movie kind of a thing after the credits roll. And that's when they call in Shredder because she wants to get rid of the mutants. Right. So then so then the sequel, which is going to be right because this movie's big enough, uh, they're going to have they're going to have um, Shredder involved. Uh, so, like I said, there's. There's not much I have to say from the car chase on because everything else is pretty much hitting the beats, hitting the points, right? Because we know that the turtles are going to go and defeat Superfly and blah, 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 blah. I like Superfly. I think this is a very good idea to have a villain. And I guess Superfly is a part of the rogues gallery. Yeah. Um, so, like, it, it was. Uh, I thought Superfly was more of the after effect of Baxter because Baxter Stockton. Stockton it was the scientist and he was experimenting with mutants and right then something kind of happened accident in the in the lab as it per usual and he turns into the fly back to the fly was that the comic origin you're talking about this movie i'm talking about yeah the kind of uh comics or shows back oh, i have, back i have then. no i have no idea i have no idea oh well yeah well i'm telling you Okay, so that's what happens in the comics that this that this Baxter created. Yeah, but the scientist it. Baxter is uh, he turns into he is mutated into the Superfly. Superfly, but in this movie, Superfly was it's it's its own thing. Yeah, they they are their own thing. Which again, I I am all right with it. That that's that's fine. Oh my goodness! Oh, I'm reading a little bit more. I didn't know that Post Malone was Ray Filet. Who? Ray Filet, the, the the mutant that was always singing. Oh, that was Posty? He's was, my best friend. And then, yeah, the Mondo Gecko was Paul Rudd. Uh, Genghis Frog was Hannibal Burris. Oh, uh, my God. Mr. Beast was uh, the, the Times Square guy. Uh, the Times Square guy, meaning we got to kill the, the giant rat man? I don't know. He's, he's just credited as Times Square guy. Yeah, okay. There's a bunch of other people. Um, then, yeah, like Rose Byrne was uh, Leatherhead. Who who directed this? Because I saw some promotional stuff about this, and Seth Rogen was everywhere. And he's not in the movie that often. No, but he did write the movie. He and Evan Goldberg uh, wrote the movie and produced Why do it. I know? Why do I know Evan Goldberg? The, they're the common duo, uh, Seth Rogen and, and Evan Goldberg. They they did all the um, the stuff with like James Franco, super bad. This is the end. Sausage party. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So Evans is a writer. He's not an actor. I, I'm sure he's he's popped up in a in a few things, um, but he's okay, more of the he's more of the writer producer. Gotcha. Uh, can I say something that's not very popular? I hate this is the end, but that's my opinion. Well, that's fine. That was just a paycheck movie done on a weekend anyway. Yeah, it was terrible, and I'm not really that big of a fan of Superbad either. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not mad. I think Superbad kind of holds a little bit more um, than I like. Than I this like is the forty-year-old version. I like forty-year-old version stuff. Like I like that. That that was funny. 
Um, okay, so 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 Seth Rogen is the is the only credited. I mean, him and Evan are the only guys that wrote this thing. Uh, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and Jeff Rowe. Okay, so Seth Rogen probably. I mean, like I can see Seth Rogen smoking a lot of weed and saying we got to do a Turtles movie. I mean, like, okay, yeah, okay. It, it, I bet you that this was a bit of a a passion project from them, and uh, they probably have a studio and they thought that they could just kind of uh, crunch this one out and let the animation part take a while to do. Well, they could, you know. They could write the script, they could do the voicing, and then they could let the animators basically just bring it home, right? Right. No, I, I, I was, I'm, I'm fine. See, that's why I was asking at the beginning of the episode. It's like, where does this rank? And I think that's something to kind of talk about, right? Because it's like, well, let's talk about. I, it. Let's talk about that. So, are we still, you and me, going to say? I think we speak for the millennials here, right? Are we going to say that nothing's gonna beat the OG Turtles movie? I mean, like, I mean, I mean, does this thing beat it? Does this thing come second? Like, where does this? I mean, no, what? I, what's I'm not, I am not that hard of a faithful to say that the first Ninja Turtles live action one is the answer. It is the best, and it is every. It has its its flaws. I understand that. It it really does, and um. After giving it the rewatch for a nostalgia extravaganza, there's a lot more that I picked up on that I didn't before, like the the police chief thing and um, the whole issue with Danny and his dad in in that movie. But there's the thing is that those have a little bit extra characters and another story that's going on with it, right? There's a problem in the city, and that is the rise of this crime and the Shredder guy making a gang. Whereas this, because it's a cartoon, it's able to go obviously a little bit more ridiculous. And that's what I kind of know the Turtles to be, right? Is not so much this real take on, on New York crime and coming of age, but just kind of like this action comedy, let's just go ahead in there and have fun. And when we're done, we can go in the playground afterwards and you can be Leo, I'll be Michelangelo, and we can, you know, you know do high kicks and high yas with each other. And yeah, because this is about Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I, I, I think... I I don't think. I like this one a lot more. I like this one a lot more because it has a a breath of humor in it in it. There's a there's a lot more witty comments in this. There's callbacks to jokes. There's a lot more pop culture in this. I don't know if that's going to age well. Well, well, because in the other one um it I think the first one aged a bit more because it didn't put that stamp that date on it right uh, there are some parts where it does like they obviously they have pay phones and there's no like computers or cell phones in, in those movies um and the the music is awesome oh man i love that music in ninja turtles the first one um just hearing like kind of like um the part when the foot goes into to april's apartment in the first yeah movie there's like that, that was brutal that, that techno kind of background to it i loved it that was that was great but the soundtrack in this one was banging man you you had again as we were talking about this you know it kind of all walks there they had that that what's up version they had it going from four non-blondes to the he-man cover do you remember that you know the yeah i, I, I noticed that version i noticed that i was like oh this is happening yeah i noticed that 
Because um, I'm sitting here, and I'm sorry, right? But, like, I, I'm trying to rank these movies, and I'm watching this. And, like, I'm saying that the newer live-action ones, the ones with Megan Fox, those are those are the pits. Those are the worst. Uh, yeah. Those are really bad. I didn't mind that first one, but that second one was not good. Good. It was it was bad. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you know like 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 those two are the worst. I'm gonna say uh, TMNT is after that because nobody really cared. Yeah. Uh, and then probably Turtles three. And see, this is where I'm torn between these three: uh, Mutant Mayhem, Secret of the Use, and the OG Turtles. And that that's kind of going with my popcorn rating. Oh, is did, that did you hear Go Ninja? Go Ninja. Yeah. I, I, where, where, dude, they missed opportunity by putting in Tokar and Razor in this too. Oh sure. Hey, hey, well, there's see the second one. They're not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it. Maybe they they, there's a there was a lot of nostalgia, a lot of Easter eggs that were happening in this movie, and I think that's another reason why is that it wasn't the nostalgia wasn't thrown in my face like it was for like Mario movie. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Where yeah, where Mario feels like they kind of put up on, you know, hey, remember this type of thing? Mm-hmm. Where in this it's it's because Michelangelo or someone gets thrown into a car, turns on the car radio and you get go ninja, go ninja, go and then go. move that's it. Thank you. Move on to the next thing. They don't mm-hmm. they don't dwell on it. It delivers. They realize that. Zip move on to the next one. A little flavor here. And if you if you know you know. And that's why I think it, it works a bit more. That's how you should do these nostalgia grabs, is hint at it. Make it so that as soon as you hear it, it's worth your chuckle, and then keep it going. Yeah, that, yeah. let everybody go and download it on Spotify and, and make that thing pop again, like Metallica recently with Stranger Things, you know, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, I totally agree with you on that. Um, I, I feel... Um, that this world, you know, this is a cartoon, even though it's animated. Um, I hope I don't sound silly saying this, but this world feels lived in. This this world feels like it's a part of my world. Um, you know, like it would it would not be silly to get in your car, turn on the radio, and four non blondes would be playing right now. Right. Like you know, so it, I believe this world. Um, so then my struggle is with this popcorn rating, Eric. It's like. Where does this rank? And I, you and I both gave the OG Turtles a large. So it's like, if we give this a large, are we saying it is on par, maybe better? Secret of the Ooze is just, holds a place in our young hearts, right? Well, yeah. So Listen, I, I, I'll go first if you want. I'm going to give this one a, a large flat out. I enjoyed Turtles 1 and 2. Of course, they will always hold a place in my heart. And I think it holds even more on TMN uh, on Turtles One and Two, just because of the bias that we have for it. But I also because there are a few movies that I can really go off the top of my head that the sequel delivered more than the first. T- Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze I think really did a great job of getting you know just like going a step above without going overstepping. That's what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. And um, all the Super Shredder, that part was kind of dumb just because you get to see him, then he gets crushed again. And she's like, well, that was, I want to see more Super Shredder, especially because he kills himself, you know? Right. 
and it was Kevin Nash from WCW that played him. <laughs> but still, that like, because because in that movie you had Ernie Reyes Jr., the Pizza Boy, which huge. That movie was already that kid stole the show. Okay, wasn't he in Surf Ninjas? Yeah, damn right he was in Surf Ninjas. Yes, he was. Which we should have done that for nostalgia extravaganza. Anyway, uh, and you had uh, Tonka and Razor in that one too. Not Bebop and Rocksteady, but still you get to see some mutants there. You had Vanilla Ice, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there and was this a whole ice yeah, and then you had the whole raft thing. Oh yeah, they had the new uh, uh, sewer layer of that so one boy. too. Yeah, yeah with that one was cool. cool. Nobody's gonna beat that. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, and you had all those little, more jokes, a little two-raff kind of a thing uh, in, in those movies, and I, I enjoyed them. But there was still that level, because of it being in the real world and real humans and acting and stuff like that, there's still that level of pretend that you cannot go past. There's still kind of that realm of just believable that you can't break. Because you're in a cartoon, because you're in an animated movie, you're allowed to go past that. You're allowed to play a bit more. You're allowed to do those uh, kind of freeze frames or whatever you need to do. And I think they did it very well. It plays better, at least for me, uh, in this movie. There was a lot more jokes. That the the brothers really did feel like they were brothers, rather um, that they were not fighting each other all the time. Those other movies, I think it really made the Turtles different. It really made, you know, all the, uh, from the... Um, What's that personality uh, test? The the Briggs. The ink uh, block. I don't know. Yeah, uh, where it, the different personality types. They really put those turtles into their different personality types. In this one, they all seemed like they were kind of the same. They just had the those little parts that made them different, you know. But they were all basically kind of, you know, the same brother. They they enjoyed each other a little bit, you know. One just happened to be a little bit more naive. The other one happened to be a little bit more daring. This, you know, they, they had those unique characteristics they haven't grown into yet. They're still teenagers. I, I just, I just like this one a lot more, man. I, I actually would watch this one again and I'm excited for a sequel on this one. I would not want to watch the other ones. Um, I guess as quickly as, as I would rewatch this one. I was surprised. I really was, man. It's a, it's a large back. Yeah, this this one's been an honor. This is yet another issue where you and I have put this on the schedule, taken it off, put this on. You were not, in, you did not want to watch this at the beginning when this was on the schedule months ago. I was, and, yeah, you're right. I was curious just because, again, it's another eye roll. Like, oh, turtles again, but that the fact that they're all teenagers was appealing. Yeah, no, um, Eric. Uh, do I dare try to follow that, right? I mean, yes, it's a large. That This movie's fun. Uh, the animation is great. Um, again, I don't want to see your thunder, right? The brothers are exactly what I thought brothers would be. I have a brother. This is how brothers talk, if you will. Like siblings would talk. Um, you know, they're different, but they have their traits, you know. Um, I actually kind of dug the new Splinter storyline. I thought that was kind of neat. Sure. Um, I was, it was a breath of fresh air. Oh, thank God we don't have Shredder. It's like having every Spider-Man with Doc Ock. It's like, okay, let's move on. Right. So it's, it's like that. How do you like them it, being in high school and, um, being these friends, childhood friends with April? I like the childhood friend with April because we all know that the April from the OG movies, not really. She's not supposed to be April, but she's OG April, right? 
So then being in high school and trying to live this normal life, I'm digging. Of course, we're doing the sequel. This is going to be disrupted. Um, but I like the brothers. I like Splinter. I like that we get a bunch of mutants. Maybe too many mutants, I guess, would be my gripe. Maybe just stick with like three or four. There you go. Ninja Turtles 2, too many mutants. Yeah, yeah, no, just this, this, you know, yeah, just like this, this one, you know, mutant mayhem, you know, just like make like three or four, you know, uh, just make it easy and simple. Maybe not have Rocksteady and Bebop in this, right? Maybe because you're just adding too much. So did, I, did I, I, it I, help at all that they were all in the background that they weren't uh, kind of like the 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 mini boss that uh, we got to see as the other ones. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's fine that they're in the background, but I just think that they're too much because I think that every single one of these mutants are very interesting in this movie. And I think that, you know, because these mutants are written so interesting to me that I would rather have gotten more of them. Sure. So maybe, like I said, there's just too many. Um, the voice acting, oh, my God. Like, so many great actors are voicing these parts. This is great. Um, finally, after what? Um, since what, what was Turtles 2? 92? 93? Finally, 30 years later, we get a good Turtles movie again. I mean, if you think about it, we haven't had a great Turtles movie since Turtles 2. And Turtles 2 is actually a critical flop. Nobody agrees with you or me that Turtles 2 is good. Uh, but, you know, if you put on the review goggles, Turtle 2 is probably not good. But I think Turtles 2 came out of, what, 91, 92? 91. So it's been, what, 32 years since we've had a great Turtles movie. Yeah. I mean, so this is a great one. If you are a millennial, this is perfect for you. If you're a boomer, probably not. If you're a boomer, I don't think the any of the Ninja Turtles would be <laughs> up your right. up your alley. But no, sure. that's the other thing is that I I think this movie does a great job as well of bringing in a different generation too. Yeah. I you did you said that uh, your daughter was watching this? Yeah, she honestly, man, she got halfway through. She was checked out, but you know she's seven. So sure, I don't expect... sure. So yeah, maybe you get like a, a you know a ten year old boy. Get maybe watching this or, uh, you know, another kid who yeah. might be interested. Yeah, I, I, I feel like this is um, a bit a better bridge for, yeah, for I, the generations. I feel, I feel this is better than Mario. Uh, Mario was a billion-dollar movie this year. This movie didn't get a bill. But... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and I, I, will, I will die on this hill that Mario pandered that to death. But we did enjoy it. We did give it a good review, but you know, it just this movie was more fun. Yes, this movie was more more fun. Uh, that is it for our Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Uh, there will be a sequel probably. So in the did, next two did you three give it years, a bag? did you say large? Yeah, large. Yeah, large. Yeah, it's a definitely large bag of popcorn. Give me some butter on there. Maybe some some of those some of those dressings that they have at the theaters, right? Uh, it was fun. It was fun. Did you uh, uh, in the 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 Splinter origin story where he talked about or he did have one friend that the cockroach named Kevin? That I laughed my ass off on that because he was like, I did have one friend. His name was Kevin, and the guy squished him, and his little like uh, legs were twitching, and it was hilarious. And then to he me. says, Yeah, I had one friend, Kevin. Oh, then he died. 
And then I ate. And then I ate. <laughs> I, it was, it was, it, yeah, this is fun. This is, this is really, really fun. Check it out. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth a, worth a check it yeah, out. And again, it's, it's post worth credits, it. watch the post credit. And I was surprised uh, about how I felt. And I, I do kind of wish this was one of those where it's like, man, I wish we didn't wait till streaming. But then again, I'm kind of glad I am. You know, they'll be waited till Paramount Plus. You can get this on Paramount Plus, everybody, if you want to pay the five bucks a month. We're not for some reason. Well, but, you know, uh, theaters are just not uh, theaters are for for Taylor Swift concerts now. Darn right they are. Get, get some T Swift. Can't go to so, I can't go to the tour live, so you can go to the movie theater and catch it secondhand. Thank you, everybody, for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Check us out at Movie Guys Podcast at podbean.com. Check us out on Instagram at Movie Guys Pod. Or you can listen to us wherever you get podcasts from. We are on that platform. Eric, thank you so much for joining me. And we'll be back next Thursday for another awesome episode. Have a good night. And you met your new best friend, our waiter at Buddy's who was very flamboyantly attracted to you. And it seemed like you were going to get a number at the end of the, of our dinner. That guy did not find me attractive at all. What are you talking about? If he did, then I'm blind to it. I, then you are a natural flirt then, sir, because I have seen flirting. And then I saw that. I, are you, oh wait, are are you (laughs) accusing me of flirting with a guy at buddy's pizza? I was being a I was being a nice guy. One would say that I would flirt with you then back in the day. I you treated him the sound, way I treated you. Okay, yeah, you you sound like that innocent girl, by the way, too, who just let on, you know, uh, everyone's After friend Peter team. over there. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I was just being nice to him, type of thing. I didn't know that he was gonna follow me home. Yeah, it, oh, exactly. <laughs> are you are you just gonna see her say that I was flirting with you then to get you to come onto the show years ago? You constantly flirt with me, and I believe that Gina and Sarah can contest to that. That's I don't I don't find you sexually attractive, Eric. I'm not gay. This is why. This is why, Jordan. I said that you're a natural salesman because you're nothing but you're you're not like R. Kelly flirt style. Okay, you're like more of the Usher flirt style. Same song, but I'm just, I'm just a schmoozer. Yeah. Oh, no, T-Pain was in that song, Flirt, right? Yeah. So you think I was flirting? R. Kelly and Usher were in Same Girl, and then R. Kelly and T-Pain did Flirt. Yeah. Well, evidently, I'm not, clearly I'm not flirting, but I'm just talking. But that's me. I'm a You're a very talker. friendly person. But thank and, you. Yeah, and that's that's why, yeah, exactly why you need to be in sales. You get them liquored up. You, you start flirting. I'm sorry. Talking friendly. Nice, nice, nice. You know, and make sure that uh, they give them your credit card number, you know, or they give you their credit card number and you make the sale. You close big guy. It's like, Hey, Jordan needs, Jordan needs the deal. I'll do what it takes. I'll do what it takes to close on this deal. I need, I need the deal. You know why I don't want to be a sales guy? Because I feel like I would be like Gil from the Simpson. Oh geez. I just need a no. Oh, there goes the car. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's me. I ain't going to do that. Isn't that based off of Jack Lemon and, uh, yeah, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. That's what I imagine it is. It's like, ah, oh, gee, coffee's for Come flavors. on, Mary. Mary said I can't come home without this deal. I need it today. I need you to just take this pen and sign it right there on the paper. We can all go home happy. 